Thank you, Caitlin. Those are, I think, fitting words today in terms of being strong and courageous in light of our message around the word, verse mainly of Luke 13, but also we're talking about Luke 19, which was a part of our reading a moment ago with Palm Sunday. But I hope you're feeling on edge a little bit because we've got palms up here, but we haven't been waving them yet. We haven't sang the Hosanna until the end of the sermon. We haven't been getting that idea because we want to enter in with Jesus with two pieces that come in today's sermon, one from Luke 13, where Jesus is weeping, and also Luke 19, after what Pastor Ted read today, where again, Jesus is weeping. And we want to do that because as we've been praying this words of God's will be done, that we understand those words under the aspect when we are not willing because that's what Jesus prayed for. Or in, Je and in Luke 19 where he says, and he came in the visitation and was not seen. It's how do we pray thy will be done when we're not willing, when we're not ready, when we're not looking for him. And although on a Palm Sunday we think we're looking for him, Jesus' heart was that the people were still not watching, waiting, or willing. God's will and where we are not willing. Are we willing to today look at ourselves closely? Are we today on this Palm Sunday willing to look at ourselves and take a heart look, a hard look at where we are as we pray those words, thy will be done. So we look at that, we see and think about Jesus as he looked over that town. As he looked over Jerusalem, what did he see? This picture tries to depict Jesus who saw and looked over. And it wasn't just about his coming that time. It was him who, as God, had experienced over and over and over again this Jerusalem, this Salem or Shalom, the city or abode of peace which had been anything but. So we have to understand there's a little bit of an oops here. I remember when I was a kid, loved going to my grandparents' ranch and farm because there were so many things to see. And there was always the, the glory of seeing all kinds of animals that we didn't usually hang around very much. Look at those little chicks, they're trying to get out and mama says, nope, you're right here, I got you. I remember going to mom, grandpa and grandma's ranch, and one of the things we saw was, for one thing, turkeys kind of floating all over the place, piglets running all through, eggs that we were supposed to pick up and bring back to the house, and oftentimes they got broken as we tossed them into the basket instead of laying them carefully. But there was also those hens which were having the chicks, and you would see as we'd show up, the chicks afraid and scared and running near their mother and their mother covering them. Oops. Jesus uses that picture to describe the relationship that he, as God, had wanted with his people. That relationship that God had desired, that God had sent those to call them in, to bring them around. And so as though we have, in a few little bits of this verse in 19, as their people are saying, praise Hosanna, that is praise, draw near and save. There were so many, as he described, who killed the prophets who stoned those that God had sent. There was an oops. There's something wrong here. Jesus is saying the equilibrium, the peace that we should see of praise and Hosanna is really upset by the fact that these same people, the same town, had not listened, had not heard 
did not see God. There should be in our hearts today, before we sing the Hosanna, a sense of lack of harmony because we're a little bit like those chicks. Even as they got underneath there, Mama was trying to hold them under, keep them there because they somehow believe that they can come out and not hear the voice of their Lord. Part of our aha should be this. The God who calls us to come under his wing, the God who is with us also says, and perhaps we should say, ugh. Ugh because there was not a listening, there was not coming in, there was a rejecting, there was a closing out, there was not a peace of Jerusalem, but an upsetness, a lack of hearing. We know that as the week goes on, we will hear, we will see as Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday comes, it moves from the crowd on Palm Sunday, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the cries out of crucify, crucify. And we can say to ourselves and realize that the same people who laid the palms down were not the ones that late at night in the courtyards of Pontius Pilate. They were not the ones of the priests and their, their, uh, their tribe and group and peeps who were crying out those words. And yet it still is the same heart. It was still the same heart that pushed God off. It was God's story throughout the Old Testament by which he called them again and again. And we see the would not. In the kings, the would not in the priests, the would not in the people. We see the history of the Old Testament where the people were called to be those who would reach out to the world and yet became conformed to the world, who took on the religions of those around them, who took on not only wives but also the religions of those women, the religions that their children grew up in, and God called them home over and over again. And yet, ugh. They just would not. So I think you and I need to tie to that too because it's just not about Jerusalem. It's not Jesus just weeping over them. It's not Jesus still wanting to pull just them under his wing. We fight that. We have hurt some of us. Some of us have those kinds of hurts which a situation has meant that someone who hurt us, that we have held on to that hurt. Something has happened to us and we hold on to that hurt. We've got a variety of people who are moving back into their homes this weekend, you know, getting their stuff, going back home. Almost slept in their bed for the first time last night, maybe tonight. You know, whether it's an individual or a circumstance, sometimes that hurt marks us so badly we don't even feel much excitement or we have good things going on in life, but we have that person and it just hangs on in there and hangs on in there. And instead of us being able to create a blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, we find ourselves hanging back because that hurt is so deep that it has not only created a hole between us and that individual, a hole between us and that event, it's created a hole between us and others. It's created a hole between us and God. We can't get over that. 
If the children of Israel were still, still dealing with the hurt and the pain of those who'd been run over and run through by the Egyptians, the Babylonians, and now the Romans, we too have found ourselves marked and shaded and pictured by the pain in our life. And Jesus, when he weeps, may look at us if that's us, he says, oh, how I would have wrapped you under my wing. And you, you would not. Maybe others of us have this. We have a secret. We have something we've been struggling with, something that nobody else we think knows about. And although they may not know the basis of that secret, they see it in our lives. It's something that, again, holds us back. It's something that keeps us from being in relationship with those who are closest to us. And it certainly keeps us out of relationship with God. There's something that we know we should not be about, that should not be in our lives, and yet it controls us in such a way that holds us back from a full relationship with others because we keep struggling with it and struggling with it and struggling with us. And as we struggle with this secret, as we struggle with this piece of our lives that we cannot get over, that we cannot get through, when we promise ourselves, never again, I will never get engaged with that, that'll never be in my mind, it'll never be on my heart, it's still there. And we struggle with that piece. And as afraid as we are for others to find out or for God to really know that he sees it too, that we push off and we push off and Jesus sees us and he weeps. He weeps because he so much wants to put us under his wing. He so much wants to bring us under his care and yet because of that secret for some, or for others, that hurt. We'd be afraid to run under the wing of God or under the relationship of our brothers and sisters in Christ or our own family because the hurt is so deep or the secret so hard. Jesus' words of we would not presses against us today. Perhaps we are the ones who just are so busy trying to control our life. Fear is there so much that we want to control every aspect of what goes on. We try to control our children. We try and control our parents. We try and control our job. We try and control our household. We try and control our time. We are so busy trying to control the things around us because we're, we're, life look, looks and feels chaotic. It feels as though it's out of control, so we do our best to control every moment. We try and control everything. We just want to feel in control. And Jesus is crying and saying, come to me. He's crying and looking at us and seeing that out of our fear and out of our desire to control that we're feeling a loss. And as much as we want to control, the more that we try to pull into our lives and take care of, the more we feel like there's something that we're not quite taking care of. It's just out of control. And Jesus is crying out. His wing is stretching out. He's saying, come. And perhaps we think of those words that he said, come to me, you who labor. Those of you who are heavy laden, things are out of control. And I 
will give you rest. And Jesus weeps. For some of us whose hurt is so deep that we cannot get over it, for those of us whose secret is so hidden we can't get over it, and for those of us who try to control life as it is and find no peace, Jesus weeps, not just over Jerusalem who would not, but we who will not. Oops. Things aren't as we would like. We would like the celebration. We would like to carry the palm branches. We'd like to say, Hosanna, come near us, save us. And yet we are pushing away. We are pulling away. We are running away. And Jesus, before he even comes into Jerusalem, sees Jerusalem. He sees us and he weeps. Such is his heart that he cares so deeply for us. So it goes from the oops to the ug and realizing ourselves that we were not ready, that we are not looking, that we are not seeking. Frankly, as we go into this holy week, it's not just about the others, it's truly about us. So we say, aha. We find ourselves under the wing of Jesus. We see that his wings do come here. This week as you look, as you experience Monday, Thursday, and hear Jesus who gives of his very body and blood, who comes to us and serves us and washes our feet, the feet that run away, the feet that try and walk away. When he comes to us and is willing not only to wash our feet, but it really truly covers us completely. That that wing stretches out. That wing is big enough because it stretches over from the cross. It stretches over from the cross and reaches over us. The shade of that wing going over us means the forgiveness of sins, life eternal. The courage that Caitlin talked about that comes to us is because not that we can well up courage, but God gives to us and encourages us, gives and puts courage in us because of his wings stretched out over the cross, over us. In Luke 19, we see Jesus who after the triumphant Entry is set toward the cross because he said, you did not see me. This is the words coming up after the gospel lessons today. You did not see the visitation. When I visited you, you were not watching. Despite that, he stretches his hands, he stretches his wings over from the cross. And God, who sees us in our predicament, stretches his wings over us. And our aha can truly be that he still, despite our lack of response, despite our lack of hosanna, despite of our unwillingness, he strikes it on his son. I've seen pictures before. I didn't find one, but I've seen pictures before of tragedies. And the one that I wanted to look for, I just didn't have time to even try and think about it, but I remember where there was was this picture and this story about uh, this fire that had taken place, a fire that had taken place inside this barn where the chickens were, and they found there a dead mother hen, and underneath her, 
Below her, her scarred and burned body were living chicks who because of the coverage, because of the self-sacrifice, had given all so that her chicks might live. For here and for here, our aha is to see the sacrifice of God who takes his own son, whose body stretches over us and that he sees us for who we are, doesn't turn us away for what we didn't do, but still covers us through the blood sacrifice of his son that we can say, fantastic, that he holds us, that we can understand that in such a way that it encourages us. We had the reading earlier that Jenny read from, Psalm, or from Isaiah 65 and that part where it says in verse 19 that in this I will rejoice in Jerusalem. I will be glad in my people. I'm thinking if I was God and I see me and you running the other way that there would be this heart of, dis, of just disappointment. But yet that's not what he says about them. That's not what he says about us. He says, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more will there be heard the sound of what? Weeping. Not just our own tears, but the tears of Jesus because Jesus sees and Jesus knows. that his wings are big enough. We, the sound of God's voice too, and the reminder to us of verse 24, before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. We just take it so for granted, but at the beginning of the service, as Pastor Ted said, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We see the word invocation. And in some way, I guess we say with invocation, we're calling on God. But you know, it's really him doing more than us calling on him. Because before we speak, he hears. Before we ask, he answers. He is already calling on us. He's pouring over us and saying, you are my baptized child. You are one who I've called my own. You are one who I've stretched out my wing over you. If you're struggling today over a pain that still haunts you, if you're struggling over a secret that has redefined you, if you're trying to control a world that is uncontrollable for you, I call you my own. I call you out of that. I bring you under my wing. Feel the cover. Feel my heart beating on top of yours. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, know that in your baptism, I have remade you. I have identified you. You are mine. think we can say to that yeah I feel the wing of God I feel being carried by the arms of Jesus who were the very arms that put through and pierced through his hands the very arms that stretched over the cross are the same arms that hold us today yeah I belong 
to Jesus. My hands stretch out today, not trying to push away God, not trying to hold on to life, not trying to push others away who've hurt me, not trying to hold back the eyes of those who might see the secret of my life, but that it stretches out to the cross that sees there, that I can lean into, I can hold on to the cross of Christ. Perhaps that day, even if I would not have known what I was doing, I can wave the palm branch and say, Hosanna, praise God, come near me, bring salvation to me. If I'm on the hill of Mount Calvary and I see there this Good Friday and realize that it was my sin that nailed him there, that my hands are not recoiling in guilt but holding on to the forgiveness that is ours. If there's a struggle in my life that God has wrapped himself in the midst of my struggle, that God is leaning into me, that we can lean into him. Jesus weeps. We begin today by seeing, as we went through this sermon, that he has brought such life, such forgiveness, that we can also see the others that Jesus weeps for. Do we see those around us who are so hurt that they push us away? Do we see those who are dealing with such a secret that they seem to wall themselves off from us and from God? Do we see those who are so busy trying to do life to run away that we also can weep for them, pray for them, care for them? Bring Jesus and his loving wings over them. Oh, that God would call us this week during Holy Week that our Hosanna would begin to ring out, that we would be able to sing Hosanna, loud Hosanna, because we see and we hold on to and we now know that Jesus is there for us, that we can call out and even the rocks would scream out if we say nothing because he has done it for us. He has reached out to us. And we reach to him with such thankfulness that our lives, not just during Holy Week, and it's not just on Palm Sunday, can sing out, Hosanna, loud, Hosanna. Children, Tara did a great job of letting you make noise earlier, right? Well, we're going to sing here now, Hosanna, loud, Hosanna. So if you want to be loud or you want to put your hands up in the air and say through me, through all I am as we sing together, may my life be loud, may my voice be loud, may our hearts be loud because Jesus no longer weeps but brings us under his wing that we can sing together, Hosanna, and you can sing it really loud, loud, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Let's rise and sing.